football at its absolute best. Yeah, they had us the first half, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne! I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh! I love it, baby! Them orange britches! Something about them orange britches! Ball hit high in the air in the right field, going back to Sayre, and Tennessee can say hello win column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. McGrath for the win. He got it. If you don't like college football, and you watch this one, I'm not sure what your problem is. Read it, did to do, and welcome into More Important Issues. It is Thursday, June 15th, episode 468. We're getting old, getting closer to 500. Can't wait. We've got a great, we're focused on 468 though. We aren't looking ahead. We're pumped. This is a great episode. The Vols are in Omaha. Nebraska, oh, yeah, unfortunately. <clears throat> Omaha sounds great. Nebraska, not so great. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking that same thing. Like, Omaha sounds like just like in a different world. And then mm -hmm. when you add Nebraska to it, you're like, ugh. Yeah, so we're just going to say Omaha for the rest of the, the show. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Leave out the back end of that one. Omaha's great. We're excited to talk about it. Excited that the Vols are, are there. And it, it kind of – and we, we'll talk about this later on. We've also got Connor Pavoloni on. VFL, friend of the pod. Uh, catcher back in the 20 last time the Vols went to Omaha, so the man's experienced it. We'll get into that a little bit with him and uh, just a Vols fan now, too. Like, he talked like having the pride of the power tee that, that he wore and um, loves it, love having him on, love chatting it up with him. Good dude, good ball player. Yeah, I also think the uh, number 17 should be passed on to my new favorite player once you know that play retires. So, okay, it's Jared Dickey right now. Whoever gets it will now be, I think, just 17. So, I'm just going to stick with that. So you're not choosing who are 17. You're just – you're that they're being chosen for you, essentially, is what you're Correct. saying. Correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you didn't wear your Pav jersey that you taped up last time. Yeah, you know, it was in the wash. You know, I, so. Getting ready for Saturday. Okay. Next time. Yeah, next yeah, time. For, for sure. sure. Uh, great talk with him, though. So we'll, we'll get him on the pod. Um, he is rehabbing right now for – um, the Orioles organization uh, in Double A ball, but but he he took some time out of his day, so we appreciate it. He might be he might be the most fired up for Saturday, which I love, and this weekend, so I'm, I love that. Um, we're also going to talk some 2024 opponents because there are some new faces in the SEC, some new faces on that schedule. So we'll get into that. Uh, if you got questions, go ahead and drop them in the chat. I'll I'll try to pull up Twitter. I'm sorry, I'm not on it. I'm bad. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to those um, and then some stupidity. Some, some segments. We'll, we'll get into some segments. Before we do all that, I do want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Underdog. Underdog is Knoxville's best sports collectible store with a wide selection of UT cards, autographs, and memorabilia. Whether you're looking for a Peyton Manning autographed helmet or the most recent Topps baseball card release, you'll find it at Underdog. The shop is owned by UT graduates and proudly supports UT sports by hosting NIL events throughout the year. Stop by the University Commons Shopping Center next to Publix and Domino's to check them out. They're open six days a week with live YouTube shows three nights per week. Remember, always bet on the underdog. And guys, this Saturday, we talked about those events. It's happening. Dick's House of Sports. Bring the kids. Bring the family. We're gonna be uh, get a get some uh, quick questions in. Chat with Mari Thomas. We'll be out there hanging out with Underdog. Um, 
part that's part of this event with Dick's House of Sports, and uh, it'll be a good time. So come out, say hey to us. Um, you know, visit with with uh, Amari and um, an underdog and good good people all the way around. So I'm really excited for Saturday. That starts at 10 a.m. Landon. Yep, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Um, 10 a.m. Santa's coming to town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Amari's coming to town. Yes, and I think he's bigger than Santa. So gotta be. Um, yeah. I've, I've never seen Santa. He does exist, but I've never seen him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I would imagine. Yeah, gotta be. Man, a lot, a lot happened in Saturday. I'm fired up. We'll be at Dick's House of Sports with Underdog Underdog Collectibles, and uh, then later that night, man, Vols take on LSU and Paul Skeens. And I mean, I got, obviously you're not like dreaming when you want to advance of playing a team's ace, but man, is there a better time to win? Yeah, I mean this this team is not where many expect them to be, especially when the season started. So um, the fact that they're here, I think it's your season's your season's already a success. And so no, I, I think I, I, we say that what I love though, is we sat down and talked and I know getting to Omaha and falling short of it's different than getting to Omaha. Um, but I mean, even like last year, like there's something to be proud of for sure. And like the, that, like you, you had a really good season and then like you're, you literally came up one game short. Yeah. Um, and you know, we were told about that chat when with Q, like, no, you didn't do anything. Yeah. And, and so I, I hope, and I think that mentality is the same. Like we're, we're going to Omaha to win. We're not just going to Omaha. Right. hundred percent. But I, I do think it, there is something to show. Like when you get to supers, you're like, you're playing Southern Miss, like Tennessee yeah. should be more talented than Southern Miss. Right. It, it's kind of in front of you to get to Omaha. Well, now you're, now you're here like that. That pressure has gone. For sure. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, you're you're one of the – Pavoloni says it later on in the, the episode. He just kind of goes on that, like, everybody's here for a reason. Everybody has a clean slate. It's 0-0. Everybody's, like, their own team. Mm. So, like, why are we, – we shouldn't be like, oh, yeah, we lost to LSU earlier in the season. That doesn't matter. We are – we lost – we got swept by Missouri. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's out the window. It's an – a new season, um, and Tennessee's playing their best baseball right now, and that's all you can ask for. For sure, no, I mean, like for me as a fan, I'm pumped that they're there, and I'm, I'm like, you do kind of got to step back because it's just it's a game and it's baseball, and there's gonna be frustrating moments. But like, step back, like you're in Omaha, and mm-hmm. you kind of like we said at the beginning of the season, like yeah, like get to Omaha, like that's that's kind of the expectation yeah. for it. And then as the season goes along, you know, you got to really figure some things out, get on the right side of things to to do it. Well, you did it, and now you're here, and like that's that's huge. And yeah, the the opportunities in front of you, like you said, zero zero. It's it's on, baby. Yeah, it's on. And Tennessee's their, their pitching rotation is set. Um, it's right where they want Tennessee's healthy. Their lineup is set. You know, maybe not like in regards to like where people are at, but the the starting nine, it's it should be the same right. going forward, unless you know, knock on wood, an injury happens. But, right. um, I mean, Tennessee again, you know, you're not really experimenting anymore. Like they mm-hmm. found what works, and um, you know, again, Tennessee's playing their best baseball, and I'm, I'm just happy. I'm I'm happy to be in in Omaha, and you know, whatever happens, happens. But you know, we're gonna go to. We're going to go to win. I mean, look at – I guess you can look back at LSU because they beat you, but you should have won that series. Yeah, I think that, that series specifically stands out because it's it's one of those moments we talked about this team and, and we talk about it later on. Like, the you lost because you couldn't do the little things correct. You did a lot of things really well, and there were some little things that you didn't do right, and that was the difference between winning and losing. And and 
while the, I'm not saying this team's mistake free by any means right now, like every team is is gonna is bound to make a mistake. It's can the other team capitalize on it, um, or can the you know the team that made a mistake bounce back? Like now that th those mistakes though that that cost you the game um, in Baton Rouge, two games in Baton Rouge, like those have been very much just very rare now. Whereas at that time they were more commonplace. So like I feel. While you see in Paul Skeens, I mean, probably number one overall pick, more than likely. Um, I still like our chances. And, and we kind of talked about going to the Southern Miss game. Like, who do you who do you pitch? Everybody's really kind of on the same amount of rest, except for Andrew Lindsay, who, who got that extra day. Um, like, who do you pitch? Rest is kind of all the same at this point. Um, it, kind of that same question, but now you kind of have it more nullified going, like, it's Andrew Lindsay. Like, it is. Yeah. People are like, yeah, let, let's pitch Dolander best on best. Andrew Lindsay's been our – I guess they're – Tennessee has three bests. Yeah, that's what I'm going for with. Sure. They, they have a, a guy that's, you know, future probably MLB All-Star and Chase Dolander. Um, Drew Beam is Mr. Rubber Match. Whenever you need a win, he's going to go get you one. And Andrew Lindsay, he's been thrown at that Friday night role and just dominated. You know, other yeah, than he's, he's part of your turnaround, like he's yeah. he's the main reason. I mean, obviously there are some other pieces. You know, Chase Burns coming out of the bullpen too, some other reasons, but um, big big catalyst for it for sure. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. But yeah, I, I'm interested to see kind of how people shine on on this big stage. Like, mm. I mean, you you have people hitting well. You know, Griffin Merritt's hitting well, Christian Scott, Zane Denton, um, but you have guys that you know haven't played particularly well and and Blake Burke is is this his coming out party Hunter Inslee had a tough go at, of it in the super regionals is, is mm -hmm. he you know does he take a step this weekend um I just think it helps with you know the pitching is is, is going to dominate um and, and right. this team defensively has dominated that they've looked like a Tony Vitello coach baseball team defensively um, these last couple weeks with, with how mm -hmm. clean they're playing, with the plays that they're making. Maui's playing well. Cal Stark's playing well behind the plate. Zane Denton's made plays. Blake Burke has looked like not just a power hitter. He's actually a first baseman now. Yeah, I, was about to, uh, I think he's played his best defensive baseball this postseason. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, I didn't – the camera angles were so bad at Southern Miss. You didn't really get to see his his line, that line out he got. But um, from the like the looks of it and the camera flash, like might have been his play best play of the year. <laughs> and I know it kind of hit him, but I mean, that's a tough play to make sometimes. And um, so, yeah, I mean, like he gets the short end of the stick where every time he comes to the plate, you, you almost expect a home run. Um, and anything less is a little disappointing, but uh, he's been playing really well defensively. And I like, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you need that. You need those mm -hmm. guys playing this well. Cause the, the bats, they, they kind of come and go, but yeah. they're going to get, they're going to get theirs. But if you're keeping it with, within distance, you, you just give yourself a chance. Um, right. And that's what Tennessee's done this postseason. You know, they were down um, in the ninth inning to Clemson, but it was in reach. Um, and Zane Denton, you know, Taylor Swift's boyfriend went and got it. And, um, you know, you're down four to nothing, you know, in, in that in that game too. And then everything started to click. And so Tennessee's playing really good baseball. Yeah. Um, love to see it. And, uh, man, I, I'm just – Again, I'm just excited, man. I'm right. I'm ready Sorry for enough. for LSU. I'm not like, oh man, like we got the the crappy um, bracket. Who cares? No. You got to beat those teams to win it anyway. Right. Um, you're gonna have to beat LSU. You're gonna have to beat Wake Forest. 
um, win this first game and put yourself in a good position to um, get a, a, a Wake Forest, not with their ace. Um, right. I think you're going to really see, you know, you're going to see Tennessee at their best on on Saturday night. But after that, you get to see how much how deep that pitching rotation really is against some of the best teams in the country. Um, and, it, and it's just going to shine. Yeah, I think I, I totally agree with that. And I think we need uh, – maybe their team only, I think we need 100% Frank the Tank shirts for every ball fan. Yeah, do, are those tattoos are real. Um, when I ask that. Because <laughs> um, he does wear a hoodie all the time. I don't know. He, I don't know he's only long sleeves and pants. Yeah. So I think it's – also – was that picture like on a Facebook page somewhere? Yeah, Frank Anderson's got a dark side, kind of like Coach Beard in in Lasso. Um, yeah, he's okay. had some nights. He's had some nights out for sure. Frank Anderson having OnlyFans, <laughs> possibly uh, a Tennessee. Fa- well, I say possibly, but a Tennessee fan would find it. Um, yeah. So doubtful. Okay, doubtful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but that's a good question to ask when when he comes on the pod. Maybe he'd get in the hot tub. He might. <laughs> Might surprise you in pants and long sleeve shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I mean, well, you did it in pants. When we jumped to the I did. pool, so I did. Yeah, Worth maybe. It. I want to do it. Again. I'm, I'm going to save it for the the championship. Um, but the way the season went, the way that night went, um, it felt right. Are, are we a team of destiny? I I won't put that tag on us yet. I mean, you got to ask the question. I think you got to ask the question. I won't put that tag on us yet. Yeah, are we, are we that that Auburn team? The the kick six, um, the Georgia I'd game. See, may, I, I I think we're that team that everyone expected it from last year's team. Lose everybody. Maybe it's this one. If if there is a destiny to it, I think it's the the the, the return of the Jedi type deal, like yeah. or you know, like the uh, New Hope. Maybe I, I don't know. Like the old old guard's gone, but the new guard's better kind of deal. I just love that everybody was like you know. Before the season, it was like Tennessee is number two preseason. Um, then that first weekend happened in Arizona. They're like, oh, this team isn't that great. Um, and then it was the Missouri series where they're like, yeah, this team ain't that good. And then you start playing – you get in that gauntlet of a schedule and you start playing with these teams and then you sweep Vanderbilt and they're like, hmm, maybe this team isn't that bad. And then you have the, the Hoover – game where you just uh you just went out there i guess um, right. pitched really well but that was about it um and then you get into the the regional and it was something clicked whatever's yeah. clicked this team has found itself and um man it, it's just exciting to be a Tennessee. we're in everything school for sure first time since 1998 all all teams postseason was it postseason or was it what was it? No, I think it was New York Six. So in 1998, we did all those things. That's insane. New York know. Six, Omaha, uh, Sweet 16 in both sports. There's no way, right? Yeah. Did I read that graphic right? Yeah, maybe it was week. all postseason. I don't know. That tweet, that graphic would have been tweeted out earlier, though. Surely. Yeah. I don't know. I, anyways, it's been insane. It's been an insane, Rod. And people have asked me about it. Like, how much fun is has this? year been and i'm like i i get it's been a ton of fun it's a whirlwind like it's just mm-hmm. been crazy like the football season still feels like a dream basketball season was kind of similar to this baseball season in the sense of like you saw what this team could be and like it just took them a while to really click and get there 
And so like, it was kind of like, you know, but like, yeah, step back and look at what was accomplished. Like, man. Um, So yeah, it's, it's been, it is, this year has been a ton of fun. And even in baseball ups and downs, talk about like what kind of ride it's been, dude, it's been a roller coaster this year. Um, I mean, just with, with some hard falls, but, but a lot of good, a lot of good twists and turns. Yeah. I have people ask me all the time. They're like, how's the podcast going? I'm like, I mean, great fun. (laughs) Yeah. We're, we're winning. So yeah, every episode is a, usually a happy episode. So yeah, it's a, yeah, sometimes I feel like Good I have to watch. get angry about something. I think that's why we got angry about the bleachers because, like, we got to get mad about something. Yeah, it's like NCAA. Our, yeah, that's where stick. that's where our uh, anger turns to, for sure. And I, I, I will listen. I, I don't ever want to have to bring up Jeremy Pruitt's name, but if I need to look for something to be angry for, and that's how far back I have to go, like that's okay with me. Yeah, I'm cool with that. It's okay with me. Yeah. Oh, where man. are we at in the Jello Shot Challenge? Speaking of Omaha, um, I had I took a screenshot before the show. Okay. Because um, I, I knew you'd want to know. I just read your mind. Um, so it's Rocco's Jello Shot Challenge. Um, Tennessee's at 28. Tennessee's at 28. Yeah, not great. We're not last. Stanford is last at three. <laughs> Wake Forest is four. Virginia is six. Oral Roberts, 25. Um, I think we're sitting at fourth right now. How many of those do you think Tony Vitello's taken of the 28? Hmm. I don't know. I wonder how many Xander Seacrest is at. Should we should we call and ask? We should, we could. Should, you, should you call Chad Zerker and, and ask? Will, will you do it? I I will. Are you gonna Facetime him or call him? Either one. You you choose. You choose and just just get him on. Make sure he knows he's on the podcast and let's let's see how many Tony's taken. Okay. They might. What, what time is it there? Seven thirty. They're surely they're doing dinner. They've wrapped dinner up. I hate to interrupt his meal. Not that mean. This sounded like such a good idea. Now it's now are you you feeling nervous now? All right, hit it. Let's go. What are you doing? I'm gonna, I'm gonna Face call. Should I Facetime? Facetime is a little more aggressive, but I, I kind of like it. But I, we wouldn't be able to okay, see. Okay, I'll, I'll just call. Your, your decision. Your decision. This is the director of baseball operations, by the way, guys. He's he's probably really busy. If he picks up this call, just know who Landon is. If he doesn't, just know who Landon is. <laughs> Landon's him. There's no way answers. Oh no! I think he, I think he sent it to voicemail. That's unfortunate. He did send it to voicemail. All right, call All right, Xander. I remember call that. Zan- call Xander. <laughs> call Xander. <laughs> no, call Xander. I can't do that. I would definitely Facetime Kiv. I would do that in a heartbeat if he was still here. Another thing, we should hate the NCAA. Ross Kiv yeah, would have- still be here if we could get that third paid assistant. Yeah, for sure. So. For sure. Screw the NCAA. That was very disappointing. That was, man. I, just I, like, that he said, I like that he said it. We should have did it with Connor because I you feel think, like he would have. He picks up. Yeah. He picks up for Connor. Yeah, he just has more pool, man. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's just, a little, I mean, just a little more pool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's. I've, I've kind of outlasted Connor. In a way, term, yeah. yeah in terms I don't know. Of, dude's, dude's still around. He's got a place. He is in still around. Now. He's he is he's got in a place Oxford. in Knoxville. I forget, I forget about that. Yeah, he's just, he's just working a little harder than you. That's it. I guess. So. Yeah, he's grinding in the off season with them, and then he just lets them do the thing in the season. I'm I'm just more of a season guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. He's a behind the scenes. I get it, man. Good for him. <laughs> 
Uh, tell me, give me, give me the lowdown on this Omaha team before we get Connor on, or this this LSU team in Omaha. Like, you kind of you've talked about it, like playing with house money. Like, what? Give me your yeah. Give me your I mean, baseball, give me your baseball thoughts. Maybe I tweeted Tennessee before the season, minute. and I stand by. If LSU doesn't win Omaha, something <laughs> is wrong. I mean, they have stacked this team full of. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Thompson at shortstop. Stud Trey Morgan at first base, stud Cade Beloso. You have Tommy White, um, Paul Skeens, and then the best player in college baseball, Dylan Cruz. I mean, it's just an embarrassment of riches, is what they have now. They don't have the pitching that Tennessee does, but other than Paul Skeens, but other than that, I mean, this this team is dang good. And yeah, you know, I know, I know that team was, was good when we played them in the Supers in 2021, but Dylan Cruz and Trey Morgan are freshmen. Um, now right. those those guys are juniors, and I would say Dylan Cruz is not going to be in the minors for very long. <laughs> um, and same with Paul Skeens. So, you know this this team is at their best, and so if Tennessee beats them, they deserve a ton of credit. And also, like I think LSU already landed the shortstop from um, South Carolina earlier today in the transfer portal. Let, let's let's I would rather play for Tony Vitale than Jay Johnson. Okay. All right. Yeah, I like that. I like so that take. Don't just pick because the box is cool. Okay. It's got two jumbotrons. Tiger out front. Yeah, tiger out front. But I rode that tiger. Like I it, it you, wasn't you, anything special. You did you did. It wasn't that wild. We need shirts made. I rode that tiger. If we went on yeah. Saturday, I rode that tiger. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Print print them now. Um that that's kind of that's kind of faith I have. Maybe Chad was taking jealous shots with with V. Maybe that's why he didn't answer. That's what we'll say. I should have just left a voicemail. You should have. Like, hey, that, this is this is Landon Ravy with more important. <laughs> uh, you're behind on your payment. Yeah, um, I love leaving voicemails. It's one of my favorite things in the world. I hate getting sent a voicemail, but I, I just try to I try to do them up for people. So when they I like you to think like they're busy. Voicemails. No, I usually don't li- read read them. Listen to them. You can read them now, but I usually don't listen to them. Um, I think my dad like he caught on that I I talk crap about him for always leaving a voicemail. He'd be like, hey, it's dad, call me. Dad, I saw you miss. I missed your call. Yes, I know it was you. Um, so he doesn't do that anymore. But does he hit you uh, with a "Hey, it's me"? Hey, it's me. Hey, it's Dad. Yeah, that's what he'd uh, say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, I like that. I like that move. Yeah. Um. I mean, you got you got to be fired up for Saturday. You got a chance. You got a chance. It's everyone's records. Oh no, zero zero at the start. You're at TD Ameritrade. It's at night. We love we it's we love night baseball. You scared me when you told me Southern Miss didn't have lights. They did. They shined a little bit brighter with that Tennessee orange. Um, you gotta love it, man. This is it. This is college, hey, and, this is we'll, college baseball at its absolute finest. And we'll play in the Sunday morning. We've yeah. done that, so it, it's whatever. We'll play into we'll play into Tuesday morning. How about that? Yeah. Just have an opposing team on the field. We'll play them. Exactly. Hundred percent. Thousand percent. All right, you got anything else for Omaha? Are we ready to get get the get the get the guy that brings the crowd on? Yeah, let, let's let's get Connor Pavoloni on. I'm good, man. I'm I'm ready. I'm excited. Fired up. Let's do it. FL friend of the pod, third time on, I think, fourth time maybe. Omaha guy as well. He wanted to get on. He, I I heard you're excited for it. Thank you for hopping on, Pav. It's gonna be a gonna be a good night prepping for uh, that Saturday matchup. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I've been looking forward to this one since that since that Grand Canyon game, to be honest. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. like, is this a voice the that like a 
come on haters where are you at kind of deal pretty much uh, yeah <laughs> i mean that's kind of where we're at as, as a program right now um i mean i think it's just one of those deals where like you don't really understand the game until like we're beating southern miss in a super and we're losing grand canyon in game two of the <laughs> game two of the year and everybody's freaking out it's like relax guys like we we knew we'd be here it, ju it just took time like it's not the team from last year everybody knew that but uh mm. you know they're their own team and, and they're playing well right now. So, so I'm excited to watch. Yeah. Screenshots live forever. Um, I've been keeping receipts and, and so I, I unloaded one today. It was the deleted tweet, but again, screenshots <laughs> live forever. So, uh, I did. I saw that. I also saw his, uh, his congratulatory tweet on when the team went to Omaha. I thought it was yeah. 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 Um, so he, he ate, he ate the words, but he also deleted the words. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I you mean, can't kinda, consider it eating the words if you delete them. I get, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Complete 180. Um, yeah. The last time we had you on before the season, you had a message to Tennessee fans, just enjoy the ride. And, man, what a ride it's been this season. But when you Got look little... back on it, you, you can't take anything back. Like, you're in Omaha, what you set out to do. So, I mean, it was – this is exactly what you set out to do. So, are you still enjoying the ride, I guess, is what my question is. Oh, you don't have to ask me that, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm always enjoying it. Uh, I, I enjoy – Going out with my teammates because they want to go watch Tennessee play. I, I enjoy just sitting at a bar and watching those guys play on TV or even sitting in my hotel room and watching those guys play on TV. Like, I have so much pride to, to wear the T on my chest. It, it's unbelievable. So seeing those guys day in and day out and getting to see the work that they put in in the fall, um, coming to fruition in the spring, even, you know, even in the times when it was tough, you know, you get swept by Missouri, you get swept by Arkansas, uh, who neither one of those teams is going to Omaha, um, if I'm not mistaken. And so, like, it, we're in a spot that not many teams are. And, you know, it's been really fun to watch how this team has grown and, and really, really embrace the process. And, you know, through the ups and the downs, like, you know, they're standing on the field at TD Ameritrade, which only eight teams in the country are going to do. Yeah, what's that? I'm curious kind of what that, which I guess you didn't experience the same kind of, um, you know, trials that, that this team has. But, you know, you, I'm, you talk to the guys, you're still kind of around the program. Uh, and then, I mean, you you obviously experienced them as a player and in that locker room. What's that kind of like going through the season? What maybe give us uh, tell us what you think their insight was, and maybe what yours was as well. Um, kind of because, like you said, there were some series that weren't pretty in there. There were some days that were, oh man, like this is could this might get worse, um, especially before it gets better. And so, what's kind of that process like trying to to get to this point? Yeah, I mean, everybody was complaining about how they weren't a, a very good team on the road and. Um, I think you should go and look at where they played on the road. Um, Arkansas is by far the hardest place that I played at in college. It's not even close. Um, and I believe they had 12 or 13,000 almost every game that we played there. And I was, you know, I was a 19 year old kid looking around like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you look at where they played and the teams that they played and just the SEC as a whole, mm -hmm. I mean, you have eight teams going to regionals, hosting regionals. Like, it's an unbelievable league this year. You know, it, it always is every year, but this year it was kind of different the way that the teams were set up. And I think the COVID year is kind of starting to catch up to some guys that are still on campus that, that maybe shouldn't be on campus or, mm. you know, should have gotten drafted stuff like that, where you see teams that are like, all right, now every team has dudes. Um, and you just saw kind of a lot of that this year where the team that we have is very young. Um, I don't want to say inexperienced because those guys have been around it, but also like, they had to find their own identity at the same time. Like, you you know, Griffin talked about in an interview when he went up to Coach V and, you know, he wasn't happy with how much he was playing. 
and I guess him and V got into it and V said, you know what, I'll just play you every game. And that's kind of like taking control, like taking ownership of a team and, and your, your spot on the team. And I think that's something that you kind of saw the team do throughout the year was take ownership of the team themselves. Um, you see guys, you know, like Burns, like Heisman and Heisman stiff arming coach V and Clemson to take him out of the game. Like, <laughs> like you just don't see that um, with a lot of other programs, mainly because I just don't think their coach is very um, relaxed about them doing that. And I think coach V has a lot of trust in those guys like Burns. Uh, but you saw guys step up when they needed to. Um, and you saw a team really come together throughout the year. And I think that's, that's really special to see when you understand what you're looking at as a whole. Like I think a lot of fans of baseball in general, but I think it would have also would have been really easy this year for fans to look at the games and say, Oh, well, we lost on this Friday and we lost on this Saturday. And, and yeah, like that happened. But if you look at the way that the team grew throughout the year, like that walk off for Vandy is without a doubt, the turning point in the year. Mm -hmm. And people who understand the game know that because that was the point where this team was like, we can beat anybody. And yeah. that that's where I was like, these guys can beat anybody. And I believe I texted Mike Wilson that day. And I said, this team's going to Omaha like that. It's things like that, where you just find ways to win. And early in the year, you kind of saw them get beat where I don't want to say they rolled over because I don't think that they do that. I don't think coach V, you know, a coach V coach team will ever just like roll over. Mm -hmm. But I think you didn't really see them come back like they did at the end of the year where they got punched in the mouth and they punched back harder. Um, and that's what that's what Omaha teams do. And that's kind of what you saw them grow and do throughout the year. So I'm, I'm even more excited to see how they how they handle it in Omaha, because that's you know, you can you can visualize it and you can dream about it. But uh, that, that field of TD Ameritrade is a very different view uh, than any SEC stadium, any any practice, any dream you could think of. I promise it, it looks a lot different. Landon, real quick, I, I want to ask kind of a follow-up to that. You mentioned finding their own identity. That's been a big story this year, um, finding their own identity. We may have had like a 30 for 30 moment, though. Sometimes you have to go back to go forward. Is the daddy hat and the fur coat just going to be a Tennessee thing forever? They tried to get away from that, and then it felt like kind of that turning point was the return. So is that just – that's not going to be a team by team now. That Like that's just a Tennessee thing. Yeah, I mean, every, every year is different. Um, I, I think they wanted to be their own guys at the beginning of the year. And then um, I feel like that's something that was a little bit too much, like, emphasized. Like, we got to be our own team. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, they, they brought it back. And I love that the softball team had had their mommy hat, too. Like, that's yeah. pretty sick. And, mm -hmm. you know, they went to the, to the College World Series as well. And uh, I think it's just about embracing who you are. And like, if that's a part of who they are, then embrace it, you know, like don't try to be somebody else just because you don't want to remember like what happened last year. Like Dickie looks at a picture of the Notre Dame game every day. That's, that's sick. Like, that's, that's you know, like, it's, that's yeah. And, and it's like, okay, like you can take bits and pieces from teams that were great and understand what made them great. And I'm not saying a daddy hat is the reason that we are in Omaha right now, right, right. but like, I do think it adds to the morale and it takes a little pressure off and saying, okay, we don't have to be somebody completely different. You know, like we can be, we can be a little bit of who we were last year because that team was pretty good, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I want to ask you about Tony Vatello because I think there was kind of not doubt, but there was just like, you know, where, where is this, where, where is he going to springboard this program to? Um, when he got the job and then, you know, you've kind of seen it from, from the very beginning and to where it is now, is this the best that we've seen him coach because of what they went through this season? 
Absolutely. And I don't even think it's that close. Yeah. Uh, just from a managerial, like the role of a manager and as a coach of 18 to 22 year olds, like he took two first round picks and moved one to the Saturday role and took one out of a starter role in the middle of conference play. Like, do you know, uh, like people don't understand how big of a move that is. Like people who just watch the game and they're like, oh, I'm a Tennessee fan. Like they have no idea what had happened when Chase Dolander, who was in the conversation to go one one at the beginning of the year and could still be. I don't I like I don't I'm not picking one one. I don't know. <laughs> and that gets pretty good. So when you move him to Saturday and you put Andrew Lindsay, a first year guy at the, at the school, nonetheless, to take over on the Friday role and you see it work out the way that it did. It's like, dude, that's that's a big move. Like mm -hmm. that is a season altering move. And then moving Chase Burns to the bullpen, like you don't get that Southern Miss outing if you don't do that. Right. You don't get that Vanderbilt outing if you don't do that. You don't get that Clemson outing if he doesn't do that. There are so many culmination of wins that happen because of that one decision that it just kind of goes over a lot. Like people just don't even think about it. It's just like, oh yeah, you know, like good job, Coach V. But like that's that's stuff that you have to think about. Dylan Dryling, like Dude, the dude pinch hit. I, I couldn't even think about how many times he came in to pinch hit and got a hit when we needed it. Mm -hmm. You know, Vanderbilt, we wouldn't have even been in that situation if it wasn't for Dylan Dryling. Yeah. Hitting a ball, know. hitting a freaking nine iron. Yeah, I'm about to say right he teed it up. <laughs> like, that kid's unbelievable. And then being able to see and pick his spots and know who he is as well. And so, and he plays around, with the, he played around with the lineup all year and kind of found one that works towards the end. And even in the super, like, he was messing with the lineup, mm, yep. you know? Um, and so he'll never take the credit for it. But like, dude, like we we saw something extremely special this year, whether they win the Natty or not. Like what we saw this year was pretty special from a managerial perspective. And I don't think he got enough credit for it. Uh, just in general, like, I mean, I'm biased, obviously. And I think, you know, Coach Van Horn won Coach of the Year. I think he did. He, he won Coach of the Year, right? I believe uh, so. Yeah. Oh, don't put me on the spot. I, th I, I, don't I know. think Coach Van Horn probably won Coach of the Year, but more than likely, and, and he did a great job as well. I'm not taking anything away from that, but like Coach V did an incredible job with what what had happened, where the season was on a downslope, like a a no no doubt about it downslope, and he went, you know what, let's just try this, and then it just went, you know, right back up. Mm -hmm. it, it was yeah, unbelievable. Th there were so many like guys that didn't play like that first game. Like Hunter Inslee wasn't there. Christian Scott, like, kind of was, but, you know, everybody couldn't wait for him to get out of the lineup and, you know, mm -hmm. come SEC play, he's, you know, hitting. One of the best hitters on the team. Yeah, yeah. So um, underappreciated for a guy that, like, I mean, has literally given his entire college career to this program mm -hmm. and is a very, like, Trey Lipsum-esque, like, guy for me just watching. It's like, dude, he's given everything to this program and he's he's finally playing well. And it makes me so mad to see fans that don't appreciate what he's doing. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, there are times where like he struggled, but like it's baseball, man. Like we right. we played how many games? 70, 68 games. Like, I mean, it got, it, it got to the point where you look at, what are you going a week? He went like five for eight in a weekend or something. I was like, how do you, yeah. how do you not play him? Like he's got exactly. it out there. I mean, the, like the glove he, in general. I mean, yeah. Oh, what a defender, field. man. Yeah. The if, Cle bonus. If, if Clemson didn't have that hill in the background too, that's a I can't even remember what game that was. That that weekend is smushed together, staying up until midnight. From yeah, he robs that home for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah that's no, uh, I mean, he's he's a baller for sure. And like, I just like that he kind of for he forced Tony's hand. Like he he mm -hmm. just played so good um, in SEC play. Like you got to play me, no doubt. Hundred percent have to. 
And it is weird seeing Dylan Dryling like step up in all those instances, but now it's like you don't really need him to to step up. Like you have guys producing. Griffin Merritt was a guy who got benched, and then now he's back in you know an everyday starter because you know he was able to be consistent, and you know now he's you know one of the most consistent hitters through the NCAA tournament so far. I mean, yeah, 18 homers is a lot, man. (laughs) People are so caught up in, like, Caglione, and that's great. 30 homers is a ton. Caden Grice or um, that other kid in there, Cam Fishers, the kid had 30 Mm -hmm. homers in the regional. Like, that's dope, man. But 18 is a lot. And for a guy who didn't play every single game of the year, like, that's that's impressive, man. And I'm happy that, that he figured it out, too, because he was a big piece of his last this last recruiting cycle. Like he was, he was going to help this team a ton. And I, I really enjoyed watching him in the fall. Um, we talked, I think we've talked on with you before about what you, what you say when you, we take a jog out to the, the pitcher's mound, Chase Burns comes out on was that Monday night, I guess, um, mm-hmm. throwing one Oh two, uh, later, I think, uh, the start of the ninth inning, throwing the ball a little high, maybe trying to get up to one Oh three, one Oh four, then Joyce range. Um, and one Oh two is ridiculous. He doesn't need to throw yeah. harder. Those those balls are a little high. Cal Stark takes a nice jog. He's laughing. What 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 would he say, or what what would you say to him to, to get those balls down a little bit? Uh, going into the ninth, uh, I actually texted in our group message and I said, if we can score one right here, I thought the game ended when Chase Burns came into the game and struck that kid out. Uh, yeah. Just from a morale standpoint, like the yeah. game obviously didn't end, but like that was a big moment in the game. Um, and so in that moment, we're up five runs. That's kind of just what I'm telling him, man. I'm like, hey, dude, like we're up five nothing right now. Like, let's be real here. Like, let's, let's, I know you want to throw hard. I think that's sick, but like, let's get like 02 and then try to do that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, let's, right. uh, like, let's throw some strikes. Let's, let's let them get themselves out, um, understand what the situation we're in. And obviously, he had a ton of, like, he's still throwing 99 in the ninth. So, like, he had a ton of adrenaline. And then, uh, for the most part, like, it's just, hey, man, let's settle down. Let's throw some strikes here. Let's go home. It's late. Um, Pab's watching. He needs to go to sleep. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, I think all pitchers are psychopaths. Is he like a verified psychopath though? After that, that stomp I mean, off in the watch, seventh. Do you watch that, man? That was insane. <laughs> Dude, that, that was sick. I love. Have that. you have you seen a pitcher have to get cooled off with a towel and a you know a, what was start at nine p.m. So he's pitching at like eleven thirty midnight. Have you he's ever like seen waterboarding that? himself? <laughs> no, yeah, never seen. That. I, I thought it was I thought it was super sick. I mean, I expected it when he stared into our dugout after he struck the first kid out. I was like, yo, there's no way these guys touch him right here. Yeah. And I knew he was throwing all heaters. Like, I don't know why he threw a breaking ball in there. But yeah, that just was, to show that he, was just to show he could go from 102 to 88. I mean, why not? Yeah, very <laughs> underrated. Combs coming in getting a K right there to start that too. Yeah, yeah. One batter came in. He he knew what his job was. Strike this guy out, and he did it. And that was that was sick to set that up for Burns. I think uh, it was a little teaser too. Uh, before they brought Combs out, I, I saw. Chase Burns in the background. You just barely saw two, three flash across the screen. I was like, oh, we're about to get Burns. And then they bring Combs in. I was like, oh, I was really excited. Sure enough, mm-hmm. he delivered. And too. I, I guarantee there. you there were Tennessee fans at home like, why is this kid coming into pitch? I <laughs> guarantee you there were 10. And, 100%. And look, he did his job, and then Chase Burns came in and did exactly what he had to do. And, I mean, look, Tony V, like he knows exactly what he's doing, man. He knows exactly what he's doing. And, you know, Coach Anderson doesn't say much during the game unless he was unless he was criticizing me through the microphone that nobody else could hear um but like he he also you know he's one of the smartest minds in the game as well mm-hmm. so like he he weighs in a lot on those and um and he deserves a lot of credit as well is there anything more demoralizing to an opposing team if 
you know, you finally get Chase Dolander, who, you know, you mentioned a high first round draft pick wherever he goes, finally gets out of the game. You get Aaron Combs, and then you get a guy pumping 102 by you. And you watch your best hitter just look embarrassing up there. Three straight pitches right down the, you mm-hmm. know, he threw that high heat. But um, is there anything more demoralizing than that? No, and I, I mean, what's crazy is if we were in a situation where it was a one-run game or like a close game, like there is no doubt that Seth Halverson was the next guy that was going in. If that, if it was a high-pressure situation, he throws just as hard. Yeah, and it's here's like, dude, another like, hundred. <laughs> oh, what a like Drew Beams throwing ninety-seven. We get Combs, and then we get Burns throwing one hundred two, and then Halby throwing ninety-seven again. Like, what are you supposed to do with that? Yeah. You know, like it's deadly, and that's yeah. that's what makes it. That's the that's the pitching staff that everybody talked about at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, these guys are going to carry this team, and that's. I mean, I'm not going to say that that's what they've done. I think it's been a very team effort, but like, I think that's that's been a they've they've been steady all year. Like, they're one of the best teams right. in the country, like pitching staffs in the country. Yeah. I want to ask you about Cal Stark. You know, he's been a, a key piece as well. Maybe not as much with the bat, but. Um, he works counts, and I, and I think that's kind of an underrated part of his game that, you know, he's not going to get – he might strike out, but he's going to make him throw at least five or six pitches um, to set that next guy up. You know, what, what have you seen from, from Cal Stark? Because in this NCAA tournament, it seems like he's a different catcher. Yeah, no, I, I think – the I know the way that V thinks about the, the position behind the plate is, is if you can catch, man, you're going to catch. Mm-hmm. Um and the hitting will always be a bonus. And I think he gets he catches a lot of flag because I think a lot of people view baseball as a hitting dominant sport unless you're a pitcher. Um, very few people, unless you really know the game, will say, dang, that guy's a really good defender. Like, I, I pay attention to how he plays defense. Like, that's not what happens. You're watching both teams hit, and then somebody makes a spectacular play. And you're like, oh, that's cool. But, like, people who understand the game and how he manages the game, like – I would encourage a lot of people to just watch how he communicates in this first game at Omaha in almost every pitch, how he communicates with the team, how he communicates with the umpire, um, when to take visits, when not to take visits. You said like when, when he took that visit with Chase, it was a perfect time to take a visit. You have a visit. It doesn't mean anything like the game is not, it's not, it's not a high pressure situation. Like it's, it's a great time to calm him down. His demeanor was awesome. You know, laughing, keeping it light. Um, and I don't think that that second game W happens in that inning without his walk um, in that inning. And I think that's un- like a lot of people don't see that as well. And so like he, what he's done, the numbers don't pop off the page, but that dude is a leader and you can see it. Everybody trusts him behind the plate, the way that he communicates, the way that he catches the ball, the way that he keeps the ball in front. Um, and I mean, he's controlling the running game very well in the postseason. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what his numbers were. Um, as a whole, I don't know what they were in the regular season as well. I know they weren't very high, and that's just kind of how it is. Like that's that's how it is. Your pitchers are going to throw strikes, and our job is to do our best, and and that's what we're going to do, um, and that's what he's done. But uh, I know in the postseason he has made some big time plays behind the plate when it comes to throwing mm-hmm. runners out, and um, and you know keeping the te- keeping teams at bay enough to where they have to think about running, um, yep. and that's really all you can do at mm-hmm. that point. Uh, just let your pitchers work and. A lot of times, you know, that'll be good enough. But, yeah, he's he's a leader on the field. I, I think what he's done is incredible. Um, and I think he's going to continue to do that in Omaha because, like, even in the fall, like, I would go hit at night and he would come in after I was done hitting to just to catch. 
and we would catch together like it you know at times and it'd be like dude like why are you still here like that kind of that kind of mentality um mm-hmm. and so like he takes a lot of pride in what he does uh i know that for a fact and i know that charlie does too so like those guys are very one and the same to me um behind the plate and uh, you guys know I'm, I'm charlie taylor's biggest fan yeah. um and so uh i i think there's a lot of similarities between the two of them and i think that they're both kind of the same guy behind the plate but they're both leaders and they've both done an incredible job but cal has really really shown out who he is defensively in the, in the, in the postseason mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't. I, you looked like you're about to talk, Landon. Oh no, you're good. <laughs> My bad. Um, so I, I do want to talk about Omaha. It's it's a Saturday night in Omaha. I heard thunderstorms maybe in the maybe on their way. Is that true? Shot. I haven't looked at the forecast. <laughs> yeah, I, this is insane. Um, what's that? I, I mean, 2021 was maybe a kind of a little bit of a little bit of a whirlwind. It's been been a long time before that since Tennessee had been there. Um, what's kind of just like getting there like and. I mean, I, I got to think it's a lot different than any road trip you all taken. Very different. Uh, we travel way earlier. Uh, typically on a, on a typical SEC weekend, you'll leave on Thursday, practice on Thursday night at their field, and then play Friday. Um, the team left on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So they left, what's today? Thursday? They left yeah, yesterday. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they left yesterday. They will practice. They practiced at TD Ameritrade today because the games are tomorrow. They will practice at a nearby school, either Creighton or I can't remember the other school that we practiced at while we were in Omaha, Um, either Creighton or another field tomorrow and then Mm -hmm. play Saturday. Uh, And what a lot of people also don't understand is that you don't take BP at TD Ameritrade before your game. So they will go take BP at Creighton or at another school before the game starts. So they're ready to go. And in terms of the travel itself is way different. Um, obviously we fly private very like everybody kind of knows that if you watch the videos um, it's a luxury for sure it's incredible like I love mm-hmm. doing it um, the plane that we took to Omaha was way bigger than any plane <laughs> that we took on any other road trip I had my <laughs> own row I, I was sprawled out I was chilling Shout uh, out, and then <laughs> honestly man it's just a lot of downtime and it's mm-hmm. a lot of I don't know what goes on in Omaha Nebraska before this but I know that when we got there, it seemed like this was the only thing that was going on in Omaha, Nebraska, because everybody like I didn't pay for a meal in Omaha at all. And so, like, you have so much downtime and to really be able to spend that wisely to get recovery and you can't leave your room. And I say that in a, in a really good way, like especially mm-hmm. with fans like Tennessee, where like we would leave the room and we couldn't make it out of the hotel without somebody stopping us. Um, which was really awesome. Like I, it was truly an incredible experience, especially with some of the guys that we had. Um, and so that's something that you have to manage as well. It's just like, can you handle going out and, and doing what you got to do, but also like, like handling, handling your business um, before you got to play. And I know the guys, especially Q um, is going to be on them about that because the first time that we did it, we did it right. Like we did it really well. And um mm. And the way that they kind of didn't police it, but the way that they handled the situation with us. And then um, and then the games are a lot different. Like you're going to play and you're going to have a day off like that doesn't ever mm-hmm. happen. So like you could play as well as you want. And then, oh, you got a day off. So now you got a whole day to think about it. And if you sleep on a win, you're going to wake up to a loss. Uh, and so if you lose, which what which is what happened to us, then you have a whole day to think about it. Yeah. Um, and so typically we practiced that off day. Uh, in between games, 
uh, very light, just like go BP ground balls on the field uh, at a nearby university. And then um, they will lift as well because that'll be a, that'll be a Sunday. Yeah. I think they'll lift mm-hmm. uh, before their next game as well. And they might lift today. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very different schedule. Um, and I'll tell you what, man, like that field, it plays big, but it like, and it feels a lot bigger. Like when you step out yeah. there, because like, it's the first time for most guys and, the only school that I think could make a claim for it is like Mississippi state or Arkansas that has fans or uh, stands that wrap all the way around. Yeah. Um, and even Arkansas and Mississippi state, I don't think, I think Mississippi state does, but Arkansas, they have that opening in, in right center where fans don't sit. Like you will see orange throughout the entire stadium. Uh, and every seat is filled. It's loud. You can't even hear yourself think. Like you have to really be able to control your emotions. Like it's, it's an environment like, like, like no other. Um, and so you talk about playing on the road, like this is playing on the road. Like it's, mm. and thankfully it's a neutral site. Right. Because if you play on a road with, with opposing fans in a stadium that big, like I can only imagine how tough that is. And they're playing LSU too, who travels, travels. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, for sure. But Tennessee, Tennessee does too. Um, yep. And Tennessee did when we were there. And, uh, and so I, I'm really looking forward to seeing that stadium split. To be honest, I think it's going to be sick. I think we had twenty four thousand uh, in our game against Texas uh, in Omaha, and that was that was the coolest experience of my life. That's got to be a weird uh, color so, matchup, though, in the stands. Just yeah, who's who's just uh, off yeah, orange. It, <laughs> yeah, it, it was ri- like, yeah, it it kind of blended though. Like as bad as I want to say, it was just like oh, I couldn't really tell. There was a lot of gray. <laughs> a lot of people wore gray, uh, and a lot of people wore black, but. Uh, yeah, no, the it's so hard to miss Tennessee Orange, man. It's so sure. it's Do you remember so what Peyton Manning wore? Is he is he gonna? No. You think he makes the this trip? He he got a oh, lot of blame for yeah. the line. He I got a lot of blame though. So I think he will. <laughs> I, I think he's caught a lot of flack, but I, I think he definitely makes it. Uh, he was there for Alabama in football. Yeah, so we're good. I, I I hope he makes the trip. To yeah. be honest. Uh, <laughs> oh, for sure. I, I hope he he gets to see that. And uh, yeah, but I'm excited for the guys. It's an experience like no other. Uh, it's a very, very big league, five-star. You get treated like, you know, like I said, I didn't pay for a meal in Omaha. Don't tell the NCAA. But well, We uh, had we had Kiv on the night you all, I guess the first night you all were there, maybe second night you all were there, and he had to jump off to go to a steak dinner. I was like, all right, man, just. Yeah, that just is, that's show. exactly what it's work. like. It's like, yeah, hey, like, we're going to go get some dinner. You sit down at dinner, and the waitress is like, hey, like, what do you want? Like, you, you guys aren't paying, so you get whatever you want. And it's like, okay, yeah. that's yeah. what we'll do. <laughs> Um, and then there's just cool stuff to do. Like we did, we did a, uh, escape room while we were up there. Uh, me, Ferg, Liam, Chad, um, Russ, half, some other guys, uh, did an escape room while we were up there. And that was pretty cool too. So you gotta, you gotta experience it a little bit. And, uh, and we did, but I, I, I think you have to take in the experience while also being able to handle your business. And that's a tough balance, man. Mm-hmm. Are the facilities nice there as well? Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's, it's actually funny. I don't have it at my, in my hotel room right now, but. Uh, in the locker room, when you get done playing, you have to clean your stuff up really quick and get out if you're the day game because you have a team coming in behind you. Um, but obviously, we play two night games. So uh, we were always the second one in there, and the chairs and the lockers were so sick. And we were like, dude, these chairs are so nice. And apparently in the past, people just, like, steal the chairs from Omaha, which blows my mind because, like, it's a it's a good-sized chair. Like, you're not just walking yeah. out of TD Ameritrade with the chair. <laughs> Uh, and so they just gave us all a chair from the locker room, like, uh, and the facilities, like we, there's, we didn't get to see the weight room. 
but you go in under the stadium uh, and you see it. The locker room is really sick. Uh, everything in there, you get uh, plates up on the lockers, stuff like that. It's it's very nice. Uh, the, the parts that we did see uh, were really sick. The walkout to the, to the dugout was really cool, too. I guess you're the only one with like a big enough bag with your catcher gear. So, or people asking you, my, like, hey. it wouldn't even fit in my catcher's bag. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it, I was like, how are people just walking out with these? The security guards are just like, yeah, go ahead. I guess. Brought a screwdriver right. just took it apart. Yeah. It, yeah like, honestly, like, there's no security here. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's very, very nice facilities. You, I don't believe we ever waited to play. Um, but, if you do wait, I'm, I'm sure it's it's super comfortable, and they do the timing very well, too. Yeah. So, uh, no, unbelievable facilities, unbelievable field, just the field, the playing surface mm. um, is really nice. The bullpens are really sick. It's, it's a very big league experience. Okay. I, w- I wonder, like, this, this team, like, their mindset, like, they've kind of been that sort of underdog, and now I think it's even more so that they're here in Omaha and – you know, going against Paul Skeens and, and LSU, like, do you, do you kind of like that spot that they're in? Because it, it's kind of like house money. Like, a lot of people weren't expecting them to be here anyway, um, especially, like, during SEC plays. So, the fact that they're here, is it just like, surprise, here we are? I think it's a surprise to everybody that doesn't wear the uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, so, talking to the guys throughout the year, like, I, I would always send Chase a text. I'm pretty close with Dolly. Uh, talking to Cam, um, I would always send him a text, especially when stuff wasn't going very well. Like, hey, man, like, you guys look really good. It's like, it's just these little, and I was talking to John Rhodes, I think, Lenny, you met John in the offseason. Like, yeah, there was a point in time where I was talking to him and I was like, dude, there's just like the fundamentals of the game of baseball just sometimes slip us mm-hmm. throughout the year. And I think that's where we got in trouble was like, there would be times where you would just blank and we do something that's like, dude, it's just like, are right, you just play catch? We win that yep. game. Yep. Um, something like that, like that. And, you know, super simple stuff. It's like, dude, you guys are so close. Right. Um, and so those guys kind of knew what it was. And I knew when, when Auburn lost their regional, I was like, yeah, it's looking like it. I'm going to be honest. It looks pretty good. Uh, and I texted Simo before, they went to Southern Miss and I think kind of like the mentality that like my 21 team, I think would have, is just like, dude, we're going to play teams. And when we're done playing you, I don't want you to ever want to play us again. And I think that's kind of how this team goes. And you see like, you know, Taylor Swift's boyfriend just hits homers whenever he wants to. <laughs> it's like, but it's things like that. It's like the peskiness of the team. It's like we're going to jab, jab, jab until we can throw a haymaker at you. And then even if you get us once, like Southern Miss did, you have to get us twice, you know. Right. And I don't think that Southern Miss would want to play this team again. And so I think that's kind of how how they're going to go. And I, I texted Dolly, uh, talked to him before they flew out. And it was like, dude, if you guys just be you, man, you just have to be you. You guys <laughs> – you who you were at the beginning of the season is not who you are and i think that's what you got to understand is like who who you are right now is who you are like you're playing as yourselves you look comfortable everybody is free and just to play and when chase dolander steps on the mound and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the mound but if he's chase dolander the game is over for nine innings it's over with and i can say the same for andrew lindsey it, do, it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the mound. I think Paul Skeens is really good. Best pitcher in college all year. No doubt about it. 
but nobody can predict how you're going to handle the emotions in Omaha when you look up and you see that many people in the stands. And it's just one of those days, man. Like you just have to get him once, especially right now, because he's going to throw now and then he will not throw again unless they have a like play in to get into the championship series. If they, if he doesn't throw in the championship series, you have to get this guy one time, one time. And I'm not trying to jinx anybody, but like, if you look at their numbers after Paul Skeen's pitches, it is not great. Just objectively, it's not great. And so like, you got to get this guy one time, dude, one time to give this guy everything you have to say, Hey man, you might have beat us in the past, but like today that ain't gonna happen. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm looking, I love our odds. Really. I really do. I I love our odds. Um and and he's gonna show and I am not saying I think Paul Skeens is not gonna throw well. I think he's gonna show up and be the Air Force guy that he is, and I think he's gonna throw well, and I wouldn't want it any other way. So just so when we're done, I I, I want it to be to be able to say like this team beat LSU when they were at their best. Yeah. Um and and you, you should have came to Tennessee. <laughs> Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I would have loved to see if Paul Skeens is in Tennessee right now. We're not even, we're not even having this this pod. Like it's just like, hey man, <laughs> I'll see you in Omaha. I would have booked my Omaha ticket a month oh, ago. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Uh, yeah, sure. And so like, yeah, no, best pitcher in the country, but also like he's very beatable. LSU is very beatable, and I'm excited to see it. But I think those guys just got to be themselves, man. Yeah. Like they're so mm-hmm. good at things now that they weren't at the beginning of the year. That like it makes me so excited that they're going to play this like a team like LSU again. They get to see a team like that. And um, I don't know how LSU's feeling. I could tell you when we played LSU again in the Supers my junior year, I was like, dude, this is a very storybook like ending right here for this LSU team. Pulmonary yeah. retiring. We swept them in the regular season. They're coming back for a Super. Our fans hate this guy. Yep. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is not lining up very well. But like mm-hmm. now we're on the other side of it. So I'm, I'm excited to see how they handle uh, the emotions of it. And at the end of the day, man, Going into the postseason is one thing, and I said this to Ben at the beginning of the postseason. Going into the postseason itself is one, but going into Omaha is completely different, man. Everybody's right. 0 for 0 now. It's yep. 0 0, man. Double elimination. Let's rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about just kind of the emotions of the game. How sick was that? Literally made you sick, Texas Stanford finish. I feel bad for the kid uh, that ended up catching catching the flag for dropping it because everybody's blaming that kid that people don't realize there were four fielders around that ball yeah mm-hmm. um and i feel bad because you're just helpless like you you lose a ball in the lights it's like dude like i have i there's nothing that i can do to make me catch this ball at all right. like you just can't you can't catch what you can't see man and so i i thought it was super tough if i'm stanford i'm sitting there like hey we're going to omaha um uh, but if i'm texas like i would not touch my phone for a couple weeks if i were yeah. that guy um, yeah. and i know that he's going to get some some pretty pretty tough messages on his phone and uh i really feel bad for him but that was a team that also wasn't supposed to be there at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. you know like we drafted silas arjuan from texas last year as a catcher um and him and i were talking at spring training about this exact scenario how tennessee and and texas are just going to find a way to go to omaha like after <laughs> a rough start to the year um and and they almost did it and i thought they were going to do it too because that was a crazy game yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel I feel super bad. What a way to to end the game. I mean, you couldn't. Ah, that I I think that hurts worse than than the Arkansas pop fly, because that that ended the game. And like the yeah. Arkansas game, he still had to give up another homer to lose that game. Yeah. But like that ended the game mm-hmm. to go to Omaha. Like, ah, that's that's just gut wrenching, man. I can't even think about it. If that happened to like to us. I, that I right. 
that right Maybe fielder. He was watching, he was watching Vanderbilt too much from last year. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. That right fielder, I, I think, in the seventh inning, I mean, he threw one from the foul pole to get a mm-hmm. guy trying to tag up at third. I mean. Yeah, what a play. And then what yeah. a turn of events. Right. I mean, just soul-crushing to, to have probably – Probably would have been the play of the year had they, and they, I mean, still up there if they win that game, and then that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, super tough, but yeah, I mean, I feel for those guys. I think I was talking to one of our coaches. I was like, dude, Stanford sneaky goes to Omaha a lot. Yeah, yeah they've been here the last three years. <laughs> they go to Omaha all the time, dude. Yeah. Like, I never realized it. I guess like until recently, I was like, dude, they were there when I was there. They were, were they there last year? Yep, yep, yep. They were there last year, and here they are. They're just right back. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, they go every year. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, hey, you know, winners win. Yeah, they're focused on those Olympic sports. Don't don't watch football. Yeah, they're they're just Olympic sports only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you a quick question of what do you think about the NCAA? <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> you can't get. In I guess I'm not. I guess I'm not a part of it anymore. I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Like it's the way that they handled Southern Miss was admittedly the worst handling of a sanctioned event that could have been handled so much better. Oh yeah. Um, not. I'm not even talking about the fact that Tennessee should have hosted, which they should have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying Southern Miss was not deserving. I'm saying Tennessee was more deserving. Uh. And you're telling me that we're going to release the College World Series schedule before we release a game time <laughs> that's in the middle of thunderstorms the next day. So now these guys got to wake up, go through their whole day, and then, oh, hey, by the way, we're not going to play till 10 o'clock tonight. Like yeah. when yeah. when we could have played at 11 and mm-hmm. the game could have been over, I could have been watching it while I was doing my rehab, giving me something to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, these guys are like, you know, we'll just wait. You know, wait it out. We'll see. Uh, let's let's go check these College World Series games. Let's, let's see what these guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, like this is you know we're really looking forward to this. Uh, and then I just uh, I don't know, man. There shouldn't be teams that host or even in contention of hosting with guys that are on the board. Um, right. Not saying that something happened. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, if you told me that something did happen, I would sit here and say I believe you. Um, but something happened. Yeah, something happened. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, dude, like it just shouldn't be a thing. And I'm and John Cohen was on TV and said that when Auburn was in discussion to host, he was not in the room. And I just don't believe him. Yeah, uh, crowd. I Bull just crowd. don't uh, like the way that Auburn ended up hosting was just like it was very, very. I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. And if I'm uh, an Auburn fan, I'd be pretty pissed at him to be like, you left the room when you're. Like that's good for us, and you left the room that you're there yeah, for a like, reason. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if I was Campbell, I'd, be, I'd be more mad. Yeah, yeah, and then Albert goes zero two. Like, I don't know, man. Karma. I, it's crazy. It's about it's crazy. It. But yeah, it's, I, I think the they they could do a lot of things better. Um, but you know, hey, yeah. no, no, who's gonna stop them? You know, like who's gonna right. do something about it? No, nobody's gonna do anything about it. I, I think even. The way that the way that they just handle everything in, in general, I'm just not a, not a fan of it. I, but that's not yeah. my spot. I, I just I just go out, I throw that little white thing, and uh, and then you know I, I just keep keep doing my thing. I, I just run my race. I don't really care about what they're doing. Just tell me where I got to go, and when I got to play. Big big Griffin marathons. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean it, it, I wouldn't have enjoyed it um, as just like a competitor. 
Um, but it would have been slightly poetic if Tennessee ends up advancing on a technicality because they can't get the game in because of the weather. Like that, that would have been almost enjoyable. That would have been I in mean, a technicality that they didn't use to pick the post. right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, another thing, I'm glad you said that. Um, Coach Barry, I mean, what a career for that yeah. guy. Like mm-hmm. that Southern Miss program is a powerhouse, man. Yep. Powerhouse. We have a guy, a guy down here um, that we picked in the, I want to say in the second round outfielder dude one of the one of the better players i know like dude that 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 program is a powerhouse and that shortstop's not bad either and every yeah. i know everybody saw what coach you said about him after the game because that man yeah. is always recruiting mm-hmm. always recruiting yeah, um, yeah and if he wants to come that here, kid's I, not I even in the point i, I, I don't think he's gonna leave but like that's <laughs> the kid played well in the mm-hmm. weekend and i think tennessee catches a lot of flack for being uh classless or uh you know we take after our coach but the tv showed it for a very brief second about the whole Tennessee team tipping their hat to coach Barry after the game Mm. Um, in a moment that a lot of these kids will remember forever for the rest of their life. They took time to, to, you know, tip their hat to a coach who will not coach again. Like that's everybody calls them classless, but you only see what you want to see when you, when you say that and everybody calls coach V you know, a little crazy. He is a little crazy. He, he is crazy, but that's what makes him really good. And everybody wants to, you know, talk crap about him and, and say these bad things about him. But that dude never said one bad word about Coach Barry. I think he praised him every chance that he got before playing in that series. Um, and I can tell you right now that he respects every single person that we go up against. I know that for a fact. And so that Same guy competes as hard as, the, as hard as the players do. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that guy competes as hard as the players do, and people have a problem with that. That's their one problem. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think – I don't know how I got on this topic. Oh, we, we were talking about the NCAA. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's one thing that I was looking at earlier too because I guess it came back up on Twitter. I got to get mm-hmm. on Twitter. but. Uh, uh, I just yeah, think people I mean, hate him because he's a little bit more animated than everybody. He's crazy. I mean, yeah, they hate, you they said hate a, winners, man. Yeah, it's yeah. you said a little crazy. I mean, he's very crazy, and I love it. But yeah, yeah. he's crazy. Uh, I mean, yeah. just the I think it was the Clemson game. It was the Clemson regional when he comes out of the dugout to ask for review and does that half squat. <laughs> and I mean, just I mean, electric stuff. But yeah, crazy for sure. Yeah, he probably I mean, doesn't even know he does that. Kind the of players stuff. feed off of it. It's, it's no, sick. I mean, if I I would like to kind of hear him recap games after like a day to see what. If he remembers his actions because he does look like he might black out sometimes in just excitement and anger (laughs) and just a lot of maybe forgets what he's doing type deal. Yeah. And like the slide into the slide into the meetings, you know, stuff like that. Like if players like flying for him, then your opinion is pretty irrelevant. Like that's that's kind of how I view that. And I would I'd go to war for that guy any day of the week, any day of the week. Oh, my favorite video Uh, of him is when he's in the. His face is just mashed against the against the, the net. Foul net. <laughs> I agree. That is that is an all timer. We need to we need to get that framed and put up in the facility. For Ooh, sure, we can get it, Caleb. You could get it like right behind you. That would be sick. Yeah, yeah, it looked good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it twenty one? Was it the right state game when he flipped into your all's huddle? Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't very stylish, but it. I mean, exciting. No. Sure. Yeah, no, it was sick. Yeah, that, that was 21. He did that a couple times. Um, but, yeah, that was 21. Uh, yeah, Coach V's animated. He, he loves competing. He loves winning, man. He, he loves winning. Doesn't matter what you're doing. Doesn't matter. 
doesn't matter. He, I remember him telling me my junior year that he was going to run our conditioning test with us just so he could beat some of the players. <laughs> and I was like, Coach, you're not doing that. Like, <laughs> come on out. Did, did he do it? I think he ran – I don't know if he ran all three. I really don't remember because I was like low-key blacking out during our conditioning test. <laughs> Cause I was just like, dude, I just got to pass this one time and I'm done. This is my last one. Like this is yeah. it. How uh, insane is Q? I mean, uh, I've heard some stories see, that he I mean, just. Yeah, no, I mean, Q's. And I will say this as well. I think he's a big reason for why they are where they are as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think coach V gets a lot of the credit as he should. Um, but I think coach Q is a big reason why they're standing in Omaha right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy is the definition of tough love. Uh, and it's never, never from a place of, of anger when he gets on somebody, it's always like, Hey man, this is what you did. This is why it was wrong. And this is what we're going to do about it. Um, and, and then you learn that way. Uh, it's, he never forces you to do things that you don't want to do. Like our conditioning test was not that bad. It wasn't easy, but it wasn't bad. Like everything that we do gets you ready. And it's a very it's a very good approach to being disciplined for kids, like going into college, mm-hmm. uh, teaches you how to get stuff done. Um, if you don't get your stuff done, then something is going to be done about that. Like you, something will be done if you do not handle your business. Um, nothing bad. Uh, but like, right. you know, something is going to happen if the players don't handle it, then Q will. And a lot of times that's where like the player led teams come from. It's just mm-hmm. like, Q is like, Hey man, are you guys going to handle this? Or you want me to do it? And typically, if we do it, it's a lot easier than if he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he and he just breeds like he is just that calming voice in the dugout. That's like, guys, relax. Like this is and he also is, is just honest with the guys. I don't know what he said uh, to the guys that at the halfway point of the year um, when they started to turn it around as well. But I guarantee you of something along the lines of like, you guys know who you are. So why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and even my junior year, like we had to sit down and have a conversation like, Hey guys, like we love each other in here. And every time we get in here, we compete, we do all that, but like we got to play as a team. And I'm assuming it was something along those lines, but I don't know at all. Uh, but he's a big reason why those guys are, are where they are and being able to take care of their bodies and put their bodies in shape. I believe we have the second most homers in program history this year. Uh, some, we have a lot of homers this year, too. Yeah, um, yeah. And so just like being able to build guys up like that and take care of guys and work around injuries. Like he, he was able to work around my broken hand my junior year as well mm-hmm. so I could still maintain my strength and play. Um, and so I wouldn't have to build back up when I got back. And so it's things like that. It's little things behind the scenes that you don't see. And he will be the first one to tell you that he will never take credit ever, ever. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want to do an interview with the media after a game. Um, doesn't want the camera on him. He just wants to go home and play Call of Duty. That's it. <laughs> I got to ask him his secret. How how does he look that good? Every time I see that man, he's in the MVP room sneaking cookies. (laughs) Dude, he – honestly, I don't – I can't even answer that. I don't know. He lifts lifts and he runs – because he used to run with his dog on the treadmill, like with the dog on the treadmill. Um, (laughs) And so him and his dog were going step for step on the treadmill. And I was like, dude, it's a dog. Come on. (laughs) And – uh, no, he's in there lifting all the time. Like he works just as hard as we do. And the biggest thing about him is like, he won't make us do something that he hasn't done. And we know that he's done it. And that's the problem. 
It's like we can't we can't like call him out and say no, you didn't do this. Like we know he's done it, uh, and so uh, that's probably why he's in shape. But he he do be sneaking cookies. No, all the time, <laughs> all the time, all the time. Yeah, he'll like sneak his head in. And he's like, uh, hey, uh, what kind of cookies are over there? And they'll be like mm-hmm. chocolate chip. He's like, right. and he'll like go sneak like four or five of them. Just go snag him in the middle of the game. I, I know. <laughs> I'd be going to Smokies. He'd be like, let me know what they got. he's a man he's he's a man i i have one more question for you and caleb if you have another one you can ask that um i know we've taken a lot of your time so i appreciate it dude i'm I'm having a blast yeah (laughs) um when is the the last time that you've went under metal bleachers in like during like a weather delay see i have very mixed opinions on that because what I saw on Twitter is that they gave us the option and we chose to do that. If that is true, then it is what it is. Yeah. If that is not true, that is abysmal. Mm-hmm. That, that cannot happen. Like yeah. just, and not even the, the fact that we're under metal bleachers and a lightning delay. The fact that we don't even have like, go sit in their batting cages. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, exactly. And there are so many better places for them to sit. And so even though they don't have a visitor's locker room, which is fine, most places don't. Like, it is what it is. Like, let us sit in your cages or something. When mm-hmm. teams come to Tennessee, they go sit in our weight room or they'll go sit in our cages. Like, when yeah. we played LSU, that rain delay super. Like, they were in our cages. We were, you know, talking to them while Chad was warming back up. Like, you know, I, I wasn't a fan of it, but I did hear that they had the option. So, I'm kind of going to reserve mm-hmm. my thoughts on that. I, yeah. I don't I don't know exactly what the situation was. But if that is not the case and uh, and they didn't have a choice, then, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty bad. Yeah, from what I understand, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. But from what I understand, and if the again, if this is true, the location they gave us would have been like away from the stadium. So you would have had to load up everything, all your personal. And they ended up like going home that. anyway, right? They did it, yeah, yeah, because they, yeah, they. Well, there, I guess there were two more. delays. Yeah, in there, so they got under there twice, but the first one that lasted forever. Yeah, they ended up going home. Um, but yeah, apparently they, uh, their location was away, and I'm like, I'm not getting on a bus if you because you want it to be short you're hoping you're there for hour times mm-hmm. i don't want to get on a bus get everything out of the stadium just to come back yeah later if that's no, my yeah. only option so uh i don't like you said cages like other place I, I you should be in the like stadium they, yeah you should be in the, it should be somewhere in the stadium bottom yeah. line like put them in their cages do something i don't know where uh southern mrs locker room is i know they have a locker room so like it's not like their team would be around them but yeah I I like they had a pretty big field house out in left like left field Saw a lot of foul balls yeah. go there. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, it's a tough one. Very, very <laughs> tough one. But I'm not going to let the misinformation of Twitter guide my judgment on that because I don't know all the facts. I, also, I like to get pissed now and, and hear the hear the explanation later. Yeah, exactly. I might yeah. be pissed later, too, but <laughs> Super I'm being pissed now. Um, Minor league, like treatment-wise, minor league baseball or college baseball? <laughs> <laughs> It's not even close, man. Tennessee treated me way better. Um, <laughs> so I, 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 say I'm that, gonna... I say that with a grain of salt. I say that with a grain of salt <laughs> because it's getting a lot better. Uh, they pay for our housing now, which is really sick. Um, so the what Orioles kind of hotel great, are you in? Do a great job. I'm in a comfort inn right now, but that's only because I'm rehabbing okay. um, in Florida. So I'm, I'm, I'm not even supposed to be here this long. Uh, and so like I wasn't supposed to be here for a while. That's why I'm in a hotel. The other rehabs uh, that have like TJ that are down here for a while, they get apartments. Uh, okay. And so the Orioles do are really good about the kind of apartments that they give us. Uh, the apartments are super nice. 
And so they're doing a great job on that front. Um, I still don't think they pay us enough. Uh, but we don't really fly anywhere. Uh, that was really cool about Tennessee was like if it was over, I want to say if it was, if it was over like five hours, we were flying. Yeah. We, we drove to very few SEC series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was a nice perk of it. Um, post-game, pre-game is a little bit different as well. Uh, at Tennessee, it was, it was a little bit better. Um, but again, like it's very different. It's very different in AAA. Like I'm in AA. It's very different in AAA, and it's way different in the big league. The big leagues have a chef in the clubhouse. Um, so like, if you're asking me right now, I get treated better right right now by Tennessee than I do right now. But like when I'm in the big leagues, it won't even be close. I get be- right. I get treated better in the big leagues than at Tennessee. Um, uh, I, I Tennessee I like does a man. phenomenal job as well because I talk to other kids from other SEC schools that, and I'm like, oh, like we did this, this, and this, and they were like, are you serious? Like, you guys flew private? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, <laughs> like I thought everybody did. Um, so Tennessee and, and Chad Zerker does a phenomenal job over there too. So they, they treat us like royalty. And that's why I encourage a lot of kids to go to college instead of, instead of going to the draft, because you, you get treated like royalty. And if you do what you're supposed to do, then you don't lose any money. You probably end up making money anyway. I can't believe they got you in a comfort in. Does they have a tub? <laughs> like in my room? Yeah. Yes. Oh, so I, I can't do a hotel. It's got a tub. I got to have an actual no, show. Yeah. No. Yeah, no if problem. I had the choice, if I had the choice, I do have my own room, which is dope. Usually I have a roommate. Okay. Uh, but but I do have my own room, which is really nice. I get some time to myself. You get free uh, breakfast? Uh, breakfast is at the facility, which is actually pretty sick. Oh, okay. uh, it is it is nice breakfast. <laughs> get that continental facility. breakfast. Hit, hit up that no, continental not, tomorrow. Not, get, get, get them Cheerios in the morning. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. On the weekends, the, the kids and their parents are down there for the sporting events. And I'm like, oh, all right, guys, yeah. I'm, just going to, I'm going to go to the field. I'm going yeah. to get my coffee. I'm going to be out of here. Yeah. But uh, you got anything else? I'm I'm good, Landon. Thank you. I thank you for hopping on too. It's been a yeah. been a ton of fun and uh we'll get you in the off season too when you're when you're back in Knoxville. Yeah, we'll do it yeah, in person I mean, when you're in the off season. No, yeah, I'd be down for that too. Yeah. Uh, Landon's you know just trying I'm to get I'm you in his hot tub. Yeah. We're we're gonna do an episode in the hot tub one day. Dude, we we I'm think down. we're gonna we think we're gonna get Tony. You'll you'll be the first, but I think we're gonna try to get Tony V in the hot tub and do numbies with the ladies, I think is our goal. <laughs> yeah dude I'm, I'm down i'm down for whatever I'll, I'll be in knoxville um so I'll, I'll hit you guys up when i get back but again man I, I just want to reiterate like it's cool to joke about it and all and i'm having a lot of fun because i saw this coming before a lot of tennessee fans did yeah. but at this point and i cannot stress this enough please just enjoy they could go oh and two i don't think they will but they could go oh and two but like they just did something that not a lot of teams did this year with a team that nobody thought they would do it with. Mm-hmm. So when you watch the games, man, like, please just enjoy what you're watching. Like some of these kids, it's going to be the last time that you see them in a Tennessee uniform. Like you need to appreciate what is going on in front of you while it's going on, especially in TD Ameritrade where anything can happen. Obviously I want them to win, but as a fan, the fan in me and you know, I, I just hate seeing guys on Twitter get so mad about like, oh, this, this and this. Like, you don't think these kids are trying. Like, I promise you they're doing everything they can to win this game. So just sit back and I don't even know the guy's name. Just some guy with the dark mode jersey as his uh, profile picture just keeps tweeting negative stuff about the team. And I'm like, dude, just watch the game. Like, you're not going to affect the game by tweeting about it. Yeah. So just enjoy the game. Like, really be a fan of the team and cheer them on, especially if you're there. Um, and then please win the Jello shot challenge. Yes. Uh, like we're, LSU we're, has an early lead. Uh, LSU has a, and LSU's coming in strong, man. And, uh, 
they're the favorite for sure. But I, yeah. I think Vol Nation could could really make a dent in that, and it's for a great cause. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, please do that if if you're there. Uh, we didn't have such a late it. start. Shout out to the NCAA. We didn't know we were in until Tuesday morning. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> we 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 would have sold that place out already. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chase Burns uh, is throwing 102 at midnight on Monday night. It was insane. <laughs> oh, dude, if I'm there, and I, I would take one for every mile an hour on Chase Burns' basketball. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> yeah, uh, Connor Pavlone. Connor Pavlone dies in Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Chase Burns was his final words. <laughs> no, man, I, I really enjoyed it. and I, I'm going to enjoy the games this weekend, uh, win or lose. Uh, I'm excited to see the guys uh, play in TD Ameritrade again, and, uh, and I think it's going to be a great weekend. I really do. Uh, I love our odds. And this is obvious. This is the most loaded side of a bracket I've ever seen in the college series. Oh, for sure. Um, but I love our odds, and you know I love those guys. So I'm excited yeah. to watch it, and I appreciate you guys having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll do it again. Um, good luck in rehab. Hopefully, you're back soon. And uh, yeah, just stay in touch with us, and we'll see you in the off season. Absolutely, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right, see you, Connor. All right. That was VFL, Connor Pavoloni. Appreciate him hopping on. Always have fun with him. So that was – love it. Hot, he's, he promised- he's the go. He's just the nicest dude. Um, I don't know if he agreed to the hot tub, but – He definitely tub. agreed. Okay. He definitely right. agreed. Cool. Well, then sign me yeah. up, you know. I mean, what do you yeah. do about it? <laughs> Dudes in hot tubs, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, There's nothing like – I mean, golf – Broing out on a golf course is something. Broing out on a in a hot tub is <laughs> that's a hot take. <laughs> that is a hot. I mean, I like the take. It's just a hot take, you know. Um, yeah, no, love, love Connor, and uh, it's cool to talk to someone. I mean, he, obviously, he's been on the show before. Cool talking about baseball, but someone who's been in Omaha as well. Yeah. Um. So that that was cool. I know he's excited for the guys, and um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun yep. for them, and then hopefully, Fire it's up. uh fun on Saturday night too. You know. Yeah, let's just keep winning. You know, absolutely. Please, please, just keep. Win- we'll keep jumping in pools. If they keep winning. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. All right. Um, Where are we at? Twenty twenty four schedule. Schedule. Yeah. SEC opponents. Um, nothing changed. <laughs> well, we kind of knew that when they didn't. They haven't moved the game. Like they haven't gone to non games, and then they haven't really said like what's going to happen with Oklahoma and Texas or the league once they join. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like this is a little, it makes it premature, but I also think it was just, I thought there was going to be some changes. They just literally like, I don't know about everybody, but Tennessee schedule was just left. I think they just added Mississippi state. Wait, say that one more time. Sorry. I think it was the original schedule that Tennessee Mm -hmm. was going to do in 2024. They just added Mississippi state. Gotcha. Well, no, we were supposed to play Oklahoma this year, right? Isn't that why we ended up doing Virginia? Am I crazy? I thought it was a home-and-home. Home. Right, but I thought 2023 was supposed to be against Oklahoma, maybe at Oklahoma. Oh, but oh, it was the next year? It was 2020? Okay, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Sorry. My brain, yeah. my, my dumb brain will eventually process it. Yeah, so, I mean, whatever. Didn't really do anything. Right. Georgia and Alabama still on our schedule. But when you look at it, like it is like other than those two games and Alabama is at home, it's not like you have to go on the road to both of those teams. Um, 
the Georgia game on the road, that sucks. But especially because you got to go – actually, they come here this year, right? So that, yeah. that works out. Um, Sorry. But, yeah, it's it's kind of favorable. Like, you get Mississippi State, you get Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Arkansas is okay. <laughs> um, Florida's down. And poor Hopefully Florida, man. will still be down. They got – They got loaded up, dude. They got sure. destroyed. Yeah, so, I mean, that, I don't know – I don't know if they have the most brutal schedule, but for where they're at, they probably have the most brutal schedule. Well, and did you see their non-conference opponents too? No, I haven't seen it. So Florida State, Dang. UCF, and um, Florida State, UCF, and Miami. Oh, good for them. Yeah, that would be hilarious if they found a way to go. I don't know, two and ten or something crazy like that. <laughs> well, in their away games, they got to go to Florida State, to Georgia, to Tennessee, and or that's yeah, and to neutral. Georgia will be neutral. Oh yeah, that's right. So Florida State, Tennessee, and Texas—they have to go to all those places. Good for them. Could have happened to a better group of people. Yeah, for real. We got to go to that. I'll say it, shithole state next year. So. Let them let them travel. I can't wait. I actually can't wait. I think it's gonna be fun. Gonna be yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm excited. We we've debated. I'm kind of curious, like what everyone's thoughts are. We were thinking, obviously, Oklahoma. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it's not obvious. Um, Oklahoma or Arkansas? Which one do we go to? Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they would announce the structure. I think me and you talked about this. I wish they'd announce the structure so we'd know like who's gonna be, who's gonna come around again sooner. Because I would probably go to because yeah. I would like to go to both. I, mm-hmm. I think I would like to go to Oklahoma more, uh, but I'd like to go to both. So, yeah, I wish I just knew which one was coming, which was going to be no pun intended sooner. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I'll, pun intended. Yeah, sure. Puns um, are always intended. I don't know which one would be easier. I th- I feel like I don't think any are going to be easier. Wait, to win or to go to? Sorry. To go to. Yeah. Okay. Not, I mean, yeah. Who knows? I think I know which one will be easier, and I've got a good guess that yeah. they may both be wins um but i i think like allegiant goes to oklahoma city and that's like 30 minutes away from norman which yeah but i the thing is like if it's just me and you going that's super easy to plan but like if it's like our last two road road games or you know this like playing with well i guess two if you if you take in south carolina like playing with multiple people like i i hate planning flights with multiple people yeah that's tough it's it's not fun so yeah if it's just me and you going yeah let's let's load up the Slow up the Legion flight, baby, and get to Oklahoma mm-hmm. City. Yeah, let's see. Maybe we should book that now. Maybe we could have Chad Zucker book us a uh, private. Yeah, I heard he's in, in the PJ life, so maybe we do. Yeah, maybe we do. Yeah, let's do that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, I like Tennessee schedule. I don't love playing Georgia. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of what the permanent ones are, but I mean, you get to go to, you get to go to two, three if you count Georgia, um, which you always go to. God, I'm so tired. Mine too. This blue collar life is killing me, man. Um, <laughs> you got to get to, uh, but yeah, you get, you get that, and then you get Alabama, which you knew Alabama would be on. Um, so yeah, no, it's, I, I'm excited for it. I, I everyone's had a good point. Like, how much fun is the the overall twenty the SEC schedule? Um, and then what is it going to be like? They've got to go to nine games eventually, right? 
You would think, but I'm kind of like, I don't know. I feel like it, it'll be a lot easier. Like in the SEC, their whole thing is like they want to get as many teams as they can to play off. Right. I feel like eight games sets them up for that. I think so, but with it going to 12, I think with it going to 12, you, you still get that with nine. Um, and I mean, if it's all about money, wouldn't you make a boatload more money playing? Se- essentially, you have seven more SEC games, eight more SEC games for TV. Yeah, it's all about money. So that sounds yeah, they're, like they're gonna that get sounds like a games. that's a billion dollar idea I just had. Eight eight more SEC games during the regular season. Billion dollar idea, Greg Zinke. Call me. <laughs> also, um, I saw a lot of Oklahoma fans just like. Like, guys, what did we do? <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, and I think Oklahoma has the ability to be super competitive in the league. Um, maybe not with Brett Venables, but, I mean, I would I, – I just have a hard time believing Texas with where they were at. And the, like, it's not like they just ran – it's not they just struck oil. Like, they've had that money forever. Mm-hmm. And so if they couldn't get competitive – like, back to being competitive – in the Big 12, I just have my doubts about them. Oklahoma at least has recent success. I, again, not with Brett Venables, so I don't know um, with him. But, like, for me, I think I would take Oklahoma being more successful over Texas. Now, maybe not year one with – with which, I mean, really outside of I, – I, yeah, I don't know. Well, they've all – like, They've got a tough schedule. Yeah, Texas, sure. Texas A&M um, – even Baylor, TCU, like all of them kind of fight for the, that same kind of recruiting yeah, ground. So For sure. I mean, A&M too right now. I'm kind of interested to see. Yeah, like who, who wins. I feel like if it, they move. it's going to be one of the – A&M is going to keep recruiting the way that they are or Texas is going to overtake them or Texas doesn't recruit as well as they have been. I just think it's going to be one of the two. Yeah, I think that's what set set apart Texas A and M was there in the SEC. Yeah, I don't know what I know which like technically which one's the bigger brand. I don't know if you ask seventeen year olds which the bigger brand is. I don't know what the answer would be. I know Texas is is if you did all the bigger brands took took all the money and into factor all the stats. Texas is a bigger brand, but I'm just not sure if if you ask seventeen year olds if that would be the answer. And A&M's, did you see their schedule? They don't have to play Alabama or Georgia. Dang. That is – that's friendly. That's yeah. friendly, my friend. Uh, now, I have no faith in, in our in our boy Jimbo. Um, but, yeah, no, I, like, I would like that if I was A&M. And here's their away games. Auburn, Mississippi State, Florida, South Carolina. I mean, they got it easy. Yeah, that's that's not bad. That's not bad. Which somebody did bring up a good point because I, I pointed that on, on – on Twitter, and they're like, "Well, next year it's probably going to suck for them." Possibly. I I'm really interested to see what the overall. Uh, you know, obviously going to nine games, I want to see what happens there. Win because I think they have to eventually. Um, but I'm also interested to see how they do non-rotating. Like who? It, like you'll know. You'll essentially know. Yeah. Maybe not completely, but in 2025, you should have a good idea. Yeah. Because I haven't announced that right, unless I've just missed it. It's baseball season, maybe. No, I don't think they've announced that. I don't even think they've announced the structure of it, correct? No, they haven't. No. Yeah, just the just I think the uh, proposed plans. It's going to be whatever Nick Saban says, anyway. So, listen, I get it. 
the guy's dominated the league, but he's going to either die or retire soon. Can we just stop listening to him? Yeah, if he loses to Tennessee again, he might die. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this story's true, so grain of salt, because I know someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone. It's not that deep, but that's how I heard the story. Um, telephone, playing telephone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it, it wasn't like four people deep. I think it's just two people deep. Uh, of someone who runs the chains on the opposing sideline, and mm-hmm. uh, the guy who dropped the – who jumped on the the punt that he thought was live. Clearly he thought was live. Like he wasn't trying to return it. Um apparently Nick Saban told him he was never gonna play an effing down of football at Alabama again when that <laughs> happened. So which I want to go back and look and see if he did. See if Saban's a man was word or not. I kind of um, forgot about that play. <laughs> oh I remember that kid was from Birmingham. I was like, oh that has to suck. Um not only like do that, but then your home state and yeah, just but yeah, so that was apparently what was said, or something along those lines, I should say. I don't, I don't remember the exact quote. Hate it for him. Yeah, no, shout out to that guy. I mean, big play made for Tennessee right there. Yeah, he was our best player. For sure. And maybe second best. Jalen High was pretty good that day, too. It's all right. He didn't have a big performance. It, it didn't end up vaulting him to the Blitnikoff or anything. So right, I'm all, yeah. I'll, I'll hold off on that one. I'll hold off yeah. on that take. If what if it wasn't for our, our like scary co-eds, like that guy wouldn't touch that ball in, anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, he, he saw some blonde in the student section yelling at him and freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's gonna be my defense for everything, sir. A blonde woman jumped out at me. I mean, what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> Scared for my life. Almost. I, I mean, it was not my fault. I almost hit a state trooper today head on. He turned. Did a U-turn. You know where the construction is on Chapman? Like if you're going towards South Knoxville from Seymour. Mm-hmm after Bowerfield. So I'm coming down through there. I see him turn on his blue lights in the fast lane of the opposite side. Does a U-turn like right in front of me. Like I have to like slam on my brakes. I have a car behind me. So I'm not trying, I'm trying not to slam on my brakes. So, I, but I end up having to, he does a U-turn has to two point turn it. Can't complete the U-turn flies off. He's just pulling a guy over. Like I was like, dude, somebody, somebody better have gotten shot to do that in the middle of Chapman highway. Nope. Jesus. Yeah. I was like, maybe I should. That might have been a nice check if I. Yeah, he didn't meet that quota. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I was like, dang, dude, something serious is happening. Just pulled a truck over. God. I was like, yeah, that couldn't wait, dog. Yeah, glad, you, glad you did that in the middle of Chapman. <laughs> this place doesn't have enough deadly crashes. Thank you. He, he couldn't appreciate let him get away. It. Yeah, appreciate it. That was that was very thankful. Um, yeah, that was my story of today. How was your Thursday? Um, it was all right. Vinful? No, not really. Oh, just good for you. Just working hard, you know. That grind, it, that Thursday grind. Stand that grind tomorrow's Friday. Friday, baby. Friday, yeah. Love to hear it. Love to see. Get it. in the pool as soon as I get off. I'm getting in the pool, and I'll probably not get it. Get out until. Dude, I'm coming over and getting butt naked in that pool tomorrow. No, you're not. I got him fully clothed last time, so I have to, you know, balance out everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet that pool feels so good. Dude, it feels great. Um, it sucks. I think it's supposed to storm tonight, so that's gonna make Mother. it cold. Yeah, right. well, it just when it was feeling good. That sucks to hear. Very but disappointing. It was supposed to like rain all day, and it didn't. So maybe it was. I don't know. Um, segments. Segments. What we got? Uh, any questions? Uh, don't have any questions. No. Um. Stupidity. Stupidity. What we got? What do you got for me? I got the people that um aren't for the beer barrel. 
Oh, there's people that aren't for the beer barrel? I had a guy argue with me today, yeah. Interesting. Oh, is that you tweeted it out and Sam said Sam sent me something and I meant to respond and say, I'll actually respond to him right now. Did I drop out? Okay, we're good. Um he just said we need to make what do you say? Oh, he said we need to make like a mug. He said Oracuzzi of the like it's the beer barrel you can drink out of. And that's a great billion dollar idea. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, one guy was like a fatal alcohol-related car crash involving two UK football players a week before the 1998 contest prompted the end of the beer barrel exchange. Yeah, we know why. <laughs> yeah, I said. Thank you. Um, and that's why they weren't interested in selling alcohol for sporting events. Now they are. Time to bring it back. No, that's not. It's not like they were selling alcohol before that. And then, oh, you you responded that. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and he had some – he'd be like, I'd be okay with it if the parents who lost those children were okay with it. I'm like – I mean, that's kind of a fair take, but also like what if they don't care about Kentucky football anymore? Right. Well, <laughs> also I'm like, I mean, we could ban driving. That's a good point. I think a lot of people like that state trooper today on Chapman Highway should be banned from driving. <laughs> <laughs> I should have, I should have I should have called in a complaint. That was ridiculous. I mean, I would we, love to hear the explanation why he needed to do that. There's already a foot loose too. Okay, we don't need another one. Is there really a two? It was a re- well, it was a re- yeah, it was a remake. But yeah, there's already a second one. I mean, I hate well, that's that not that, a sequel. Right. I just hate that that happened. But you can't just like, oh, we're never doing that again because one person abused it. Also, it, like, well, the thing no is, is it really barrel? <laughs> it all and it honestly had nothing to do, like with the game itself, right? It was essentially just like, hey, they died a, like a week before this. Yeah, let's not, not bring it back game. up. Yeah, yeah. It, so like, I don't hate that they did that. I get that. That's probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 one of the we talk, we had a whole segment dedicated to great rivalry trophies. That's one of the best. Yeah, I agree. So bring it back for sure. You got any? Uh oh, sorry. I was just I was just like super zoned out. I was also replying to I'm really bad about thinking I reply to people and not replying to people. So um let's see. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I think it's on Stanford baseball. Did you see the double that set up that that ugly ending? Actually, this is a great – so, Volfan for Live said, we don't need a trophy for the Kentucky game because what's the point of the trophy if it's going to stay in Knoxville all the time? I think – But isn't that kind of the fun? You bring the trophy, you take the trophy? more reason to have the trophy, like, yeah. I got, a, I got a trophy for our fantasy football league because I wanted to win it. <laughs> I, that's part of the fun of a trophy. You make it, you, it's yours. Yeah. And I mean, we can have like it never has to leave. That, that's that would be the best part. Is like thousand percent, thousand percent. We can just literally make it into the sports complex where, yeah, technically, if we ended up losing, they would get to take it to Lexington, but it never has to leave because we're never going to lose it. Right, and I mean, I think even one year it'd be fun to be like, oh, we forgot to bring it, and then you just knew you're going to win. Like, you yeah, just, yeah. No, I, I mean, I agree. We're never going to have to give it back. But yeah, let's. Let's yeah. keep it. Yeah, oh, make it a permanent yeah. statue. Give it a permanent seat at the table. Mm-hmm. I like that for sure. Bring the bring the beer barrel back. It's time. It's time. 
It's done. Check the stats. Uh, I have this one. This is one, I don't know if this is stupidity. Did you hear my first one, by the way? It was right in the middle of that. Did you see that double that set up that walk-off pop fly? Huh. Everyone in the stadium, including the Stanford bench, thought it was out. They all like got oh, out. Oh, yeah, I did see Dude that. took off his helmet, had to finish running to second without his helmet. Yeah, that's bad. You should have to – if you take off your helmet, you should have to go back to first. Felt like an automatic out to me, personally. You can't pimp one to – Yeah. For it to hit the off warning the, track. That's, yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is stupidity, but it cracked me up. Um, I think it was Eric Angel's girlfriend. I think wishing him happy birthday on, on Twitter. And someone just commented back and said, don't think you're all that great, but I guess that's my opinion. Happy birthday. God. <laughs> I was like, dang, dude. <laughs> you just leave that out on his birthday? Like, good Lord. I didn't think you're all that great. <laughs> I love that he was like, that's my opinion, you know? I mean, whatever. Happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like it. So nonchalant. I'm not, that's like, how I'm going to start wishing you happy birthday. I'm like, hey, man, you're okay. Um, you know, you can do better in this, this, and this. But hey, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> There's a comment somewhere in there. Or a compliment, sorry. There's definitely a comment. Is happy birthday a compliment? Huh. I don't think so. Maybe it's it like definitely, well, definitely like isn't. A, like well wish. It is well wishes for sure. Yeah. For sure. Not a compliment. Um, my last one is I don't know how to say his name, I'm not gonna try. Uh he's the owner of Manchester City. He attended his first match since 2010. That's atrocious. Uh, he might be banned in the UK. He's one of those oil mongols, but still a yeah, trust. They play outside the UK all the time. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I'll never forget the Haslam's coming into a baseball game. Like, never seen them there before. They come sit in the front. It was Notre Dame, wasn't it? Yeah, I think. What is supers? They came down and were all wearing Cleveland Browns jackets. No, it was it. It couldn't have been. Or was it? Uh, there was a. Who did we play at home that was a huge series last year? It wasn't Vanderbilt, obviously. Maybe Auburn? That wasn't that big of a series. I feel like it was like a big, like, tickets were like absurd type deal. Hmm. Wasn't Florida. Wasn't Vanderbilt. I don't know. I don't know either. Well, Okay. One of those series. Yeah. Morons. Um, we, didn't, we didn't lose the series. That's good news. Yeah. Speaking of miss, uh, speaking of other teams in the SEC, Mississippi State, did you see their graphic for their opponents? Yeah, I kind of liked ours. You didn't like I think it? That, I think that should be our permanent mascot. <laughs> I kinda, Yeah, just with Smokey and Davy Crockett. Yeah, I agree. And I, I don't know if they meant this as a compliment. Kind of a slight to Clemson because uh, we won the orange ball too. Yeah. I like that. I also love how Arkansas, like it looks like just a fat guy's belly. Everybody else is like ripped, and then there's just like yeah. a fat pig over here. Um, it's just a, it's just Sam Pittman's best friend. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, it's kind of symbolic to Sam Pittman. Yeah, which I love Sam Pittman by the way. Not a slide at all. And Texas is just a thumb, <laughs> like a thumbs up. They didn't want to. They didn't want to go horns down. They didn't want that big tw- big twelve fine. I guess not. I love that Florida's wearing jorts. That's that's funny. Yeah, that's they did. They did. Uh, there's good. like there's like eight color oranges in that gator. But yeah, good job from the Mississippi State Graphic Department. 
I still have my, uh, I mean, rip in peace, but my Mike Leach one, they should post that, where everyone thought he was hot shit after beating LSU, and then the next week they lost to – they lose to the next week. I don't know, but I made it after they beat LSU, and everyone was like, oh, Mike Leach, Mike Leach. Tennessee should have hired Mike Leach. And I was like, guys, just wait. The come down's happening next week. Yeah. Also, the Georgia Bulldog looks naked. <laughs> the white's playing it with a gray. Yeah, it looks <laughs> – I mean – and I guess it's a female because I don't I don't see bulge. So, <laughs> well, hey, we're not judging people who don't have a bulge. <laughs> Speaking of a guy that probably doesn't have a bulge, Baby Gronkstad, have you seen that interview? Dude, yes, I. Yes, that is insane. I think we should have him on that, the podcast. That yeah, oh, yeah, that is the most cringe thing I've ever watched in my life. He's like, hold up, ask it again. Hey, say, uh, say like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna be in the hot tub with a bunch of girls. I'm like, what? Is this real? Yeah, that's also like that guy had a terrible childhood. If he's like living that much through his son, <laughs> terrible childhood. Poor guy. Yeah, that's I just can't believe the. The podcast that had him on just kept asking the question with a straight face. I do like that they cut it, like didn't cut it. I love that. I don't know what oh, yeah. the actual podcast was like. And then they just, I don't know if they did that and then released it. I'm not sure, but I did love that. Yeah. But I, I don't know how they did it with a straight face. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, <laughs> truthfully. Uh, apparently he was really weird with some girl too. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think he uh, said, didn't he say I'm gonna I get massaged by baddies or something weird like that? Yeah, baddies. Really weird. weird cat. Weird, weird cat. Yeah, if you're that old, like saying baddies, <laughs> like yeah, something's wrong with you. I think maybe if you're just saying it at all, honestly. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> that's all I got. That's it for me, guys. I'm excited for Saturday. We'll see you guys at Dick's House of Sports. And then uh maybe we'll find somewhere to watch a game with y'all. I don't know. Yeah. Also have uh one more Oh, friend that we need to mention. Oh, you do. You absolutely do. Let me pull that up real quick. Shout out to them for just closing us out on a high note. What a what kind of people are they? The best in the business. The best. Dude, if I could find something, that'd be perfect. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, check out our good friends at Knoxville Tours. They have tours you don't want to miss. If you give them a call today at 865-688-688. 6232 and mention more important issues you'll get an exclusive offer on their five-day mlb tour the offer will include one night in cincinnati and three nights in chicago that will include three major league baseball game tickets stadium tours a city tour and much more give them a call today at 865-688-6232 for more details on the august 4th through 8th motor coach tour um if you just need another reason to go my dad's going that Heck was a yeah. birthday present. Yep. So he got stuff. He got Cincinnati Red stuff for one game. Did he got he? yeah Brave stuff for another game, and he got Yankee stuff for the the other game. So heck yeah. Yep. Heck yeah. All right. Well, go balls. Can't wait for Saturday, Paul Skeenger. You're gonna freaking get it. Dog. <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait to jump in another pool. Um, Y'all have a good Friday, good weekend. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.